Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that we've already seen examples this morning of people stepping out in faith to serve you, to surrender to you, sometimes in the midst of difficulty and pain and trauma. Lord, thank you for being the privilege of, privilege of being part of such a human and real community. So Lord, would you help each of us to know what our place is in this community? To know what our place is in this world? The places that you've put us in, our workplaces, our families, our leisure time. Lord, would you help us to know how to best serve you and love you by giving ourselves to you, by using our time and talent. So Lord, fill us afresh with your spirit. Pour out your gifts upon us. And help us to see ourselves as you do, as precious, as loved, as unique, as people called to serve in the way that only we can. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in a moment, we're going to hear from a few other folk about how God has uh, used them in serving in all sorts of different ways. But just a little bit of sort of uh, preamble, really, before we get to that, because it's always good to refresh our thinking and remind ourselves of what our purpose is as disciples of Christ. So, if we could have the next slide, Jesse, that would be great. So, you won't be able to read all of that, but... Those of you who've been around for a while will be familiar with this, but those who are fairly new to the church, this might be uh, new. And that is that we we seek to describe our purpose as Christians in three dimensions. So we talk about how we need to love God and worship him, how we need to love each other and serve uh, the church, but also how we need to reach out, as we've been, as Nikki has reminded us so powerfully, uh, how we need to reach out into the community, whether it be standing up for justice, whether it be meeting the needs of the poor, uh, whether it be leading people to know Jesus for themselves, whether it be engaging with issues of um, the environment. All of these things are outward expressions of uh, God's love uh, to us. And so for each of us in our individual lives, that is also what God wants for each one of us. The greatest commandment, if you remember, Jesus asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your soul, mind, uh, body and strength. Um, and then he goes on to say, love your neighbour as yourself. And that pretty much encapsulates the gospel. Um, that pretty much encapsulates what Jesus has called us to do. Remember when he um, had risen from the dead, he told us to go and make disciples. Go and make disciples of all the earth, baptising them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And that is what we're called to do, in a nutshell. We're called to be disciples who in turn make disciples. And then uh, uh, that flowing out of that, we have various values here as a church. Um, as you, can see, you might not be able to read them entirely, but that our primary value is being centred around Jesus. That's ultimately what we're about, being centred. We're a community, if you like, that is centred around Jesus. He is at our very heart. He is the head of the community. And we seek to be centred towards him and to draw closer to him. We want to build right and healthy relationships We want to be welcoming and opening to everybody. And that includes those who are not yet within our doors. What would it look like if the people that we've been thinking about today felt welcomed here? How would we do that? And then 
very pertinent to today, encouraging all to be included and involved. Every single one of you has a place within the body of Christ. And the thing is, if you think about a family, there are certain things that have to be done in a family, aren't there? There are certain chores that have to be done, certain jobs that have to be done to keep the household running. And most of us would hope that everyone in the family would contribute in some way. However busy they are, everyone needs to contribute. And it's the same in the church family. Everyone needs to contribute in some way. Uh, We all know those of us who've got teenagers that getting some members of the family to contribute is a bit harder than others. Uh, (laughs) But actually, we hopefully, we try and help them to see how important it is to contribute to the running of the family. And it's the same for each of us. We all have a part to play. Every single one of us has a part to play in contributing to the needs of this community. So in turn, we can go out and be a blessing, not just for just keeping the show on the road. That's not why we serve the church. It's to, so the church can be a place for equipping and enabling and empowering and of sending out. That's why we need to do certain things within the church. And then, of course, we do that equipped by the Holy Spirit. I think we've seen examples this morning of people standing up in slight trepidation uh, to speak, and yet God has equipped them and enabled them and empowered them by his Holy Spirit. And, of course, we want to be generous and we want to be compassionate. I don't know whether you uh, picked up um, from the reading, there was a, a wonderful section uh, that Jenny read to us. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And I really love the version from the New Living Translation of verse 10, which says this, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Manage those gifts well so that God's generosity can flow through you. What a wonderful privilege that is, that God gives us gifts And then he gives us the ability to use those to serve others so that his generosity can flow through us. And as we've heard, actually when we surrender ourselves to God, when we give ourselves to him, yes, it can be difficult, it can be tough, but it brings great joy. It brings great joy. So that's the context in which I want us to think about what it means to offer ourselves, our time and our talents to God. And... um, We're going to hear from a few people now who do offer their time and talents to God in various different ways. And I hope this will just help you to review, to take stock of what it is you are offering to God, both within the church but also in your work, in your leisure life, in your family life. And if that means you actually need to let something go, that's also fine. might give me a bit of a panic, but it is fine if there are things you need to let go of. Because actually I do believe that that God works amazingly in the body, that he knows when we need someone to fulfill the function of a toe or an arm or whatever it might be, that actually it all works when we all seek to be obedient to God. And sometimes by stepping down from something, you create a space for someone to step into something that they might not have realised God was gifting them and equipping them to do. And if you feel slightly nervous about stepping into a new thing, that's probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. Okay, so that's enough from me. Who wants to go first? Lana, do you want to... Uh, are you ready? Elsa looks like she's enjoying herself there. So, uh, 
So I think we'll use this mic, actually. So, um, Lana, tell me a bit about what you do. <coughs> Gosh, um, well, I, I coordinate Noah's Ark, which is the toddler group that runs on a Tuesday afternoon, um, filling some very big shoes from many people sitting in front of me now. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I started with my time giving. I'd been coming to St. Stephen's for a couple of years and not really sure where I was going to fit with what to, to do, and I... I think I was asking how I could help. Um, I don't know. But at some point, some prayers were answered and uh, Elsa arrived and Noah's Ark needed a new coordinator and uh, somebody obviously had a, had a plan for me and I stood still and listened for a second. So Noah's Ark, I started uh, coordinating that and then that's kind of grown yep. into um, I now chair the support group for Rainbow Nursery. Um, and work really closely with Kim. We're incredibly blessed. It's, it's such an amazing... I, I, well, our words fail me for how incredibly lucky our community is that we, as St. Stephen's, have a nursery school yep. that is our nursery school, that our young people are having a Christian upbringing from their very first moments. And I cannot sing highly enough about how yeah. incredible Rainbow is. So that is such a joy for me to be um, involved with that and to be able to use some of my skills to support in a practical way. And then that kind of somehow has brought me onto the buildings team as well. <laughs> so, um, so I seem to be um, involved with that, which is a really big new challenge for me. And uh, I'm really excited um, to stop and listen to, for, to God for a bit about what he's got planned for all of yeah, us. Yeah, brilliant. So does this take a lot of time, Lana? It doesn't take no time. <laughs> um, it, it varies. Some weeks take more time than others, and, and, and some weeks, yet yeah, there's more to organise. But um, it's, it's something I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Wonderful. I don't know, the, there are a few hours a week, I suppose, yeah. but it's great. Elsa can come and join you if she wants to. Elsa? Elsa, you can come up here. There we go. Hello, Elsa. See, Mummy's here. It's fine. Don't worry. Wonderful. So, how does it, in terms of your faith and you know serving God and serving neighbour, how how do you feel about what you're involved in? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's I think that's something I'm still really learning about. Mm. And um, Christianity and my faith has always been a really big part of my life. But I'm aware that for I guess most of my teens and 20s, it was less prominent. It, it took a bit of a backseat. And then I moved here six, nearly six years ago, and, and that's when we, I walked in through those doors for the first time. And, and every, everything fitted back into yeah, place. Yeah. And if you remember me from then, I used to spend a lot of time crying, um, <laughs> which is probably something I still do. But that was, I really feel strongly that was really God helping me to pull everything back yeah. into place. And, and I haven't worked it out by any stretch. And to those of you that were stood here a minute ago, I, we had me in tears again. I think you're amazing. And, you know, so, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but I definitely feel like God's called me to yeah. be here doing yeah. this and that I'm doing something practical and useful yeah. And 
somehow doing something that's guiding other people in here. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I don't know how that's all going to fit together, but I guess it's not my job to worry about. So I try not to think about it too much. Brilliant. So in a sense, you're saying you're, you're just being obedient to what you feel God's calling you to do. Trying. And it's not my natural status. No, well, that's very honest. And in a sense, we sometimes don't have to trust God does the rest, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. And I think those words, you know, as you said, that I surrender, that really spoke to me today. Yeah. And... and um, <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and thinking about the hardest times in your life yeah. and, and how actually that can become a blessing. Yeah. And, and that's something I'm really learning about. Brilliant. So, um, yeah. Lana, that's superb. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you, Elsa. <laughs> Brian, do you want to come and uh, let us know what you're up to as well? I think we'll use this microphone, actually. It's a bit less uh, plosive, just on your chin like that. That'd be great. Um, the, I suppose the most work that I've done for the church to help the church is uh, various carpentry projects. I'm not a carpenter by trade, but I seem to have fallen into that role. Um, the very f- first thing I did, my wife Penny was on the art committee with Giles and a number mm. of other people, and uh, the they come up with the yeah. idea of the pilgrimage cloth here. And uh, I can remember Penny coming back to me and she said, oh, we, we've decided to, to uh, have a pilgrimage cloth. We need to weave it. Can, can you make a frame, a weaving frame? <laughs> and I can remember then thinking, I don't know how to do that. And I suppose God came along and helped me. Yeah. I can remember in the, in the, it was in the middle of the night. I was awake and it just came to my mind and thought, well, how am I going to make that? And then all of a sudden, it became very clear as, as to what was needed to build the frame. And it worked out, as you can see. So, um, you know, God was helping me right from that very first point. Um, and then I suppose the word spread that, hey, Brian can do work with wood. <laughs> <laughs> so I got involved in, in, in doing various things. Uh, and one of the, the latest things that I was asked to do by Becker was, was to, to build a boat to put up in the chancel there. And I thought, build a boat? Does she know something that we don't? <laughs> we have all this bad weather, all this rain. <laughs> but uh, I felt a sense of relief when she said, um, well, we need to, to be cost effective with this boat. It doesn't need to have a bottom in it. So I thought, well, a boat without a bottom, it doesn't have to float, so the weather can't be uh, that bad. So... Uh, uh, that was a bit of a relief. But uh, I've been involved with various other things. Um, I, I do a stint on the sound desk at the back, which is, um, uh, I, I come from a technical electronic background, so that sort of fits in with my, my natural skills. And uh, I found that very enjoyable to do. Um, working with the sound desk is not, again, something I've done before, but it's, it's you know, something that falls into to what I like to do. And, you know, the, the work over there doesn't take too much time because you're going to be here at church anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's something that you can do and help other people to give their gift when they come up here. Yeah. So uh, that, that is very enjoyable. I think, Danny, you hit the, the nail on the head first thing this morning when you said about the pleasure of giving. Mm. And to be able to give to the church and to the church community is, is something that is to me, very pleasurable, because mm. you know you're helping others to give their gift as well. 
So that, that is um, a great thing for me to be able to do. And uh, I'm sure that we all find the same thing. To be able to give is, is a much greater thing than receiving. And uh, you know, I, I just feel that it's me doing my part and what God yeah. has asked me to do. That's brilliant. That's a really, it's really interesting, Brian, because you're talking here about God using some of your natural abilities, but also sort of, in a sense, enhancing those as you sort of, you know, feel that God's guiding you in some of those things that you weren't quite sure how you were going to do. And, um, I mean, like the loom that you created was amazing. It was a foldable, portable loom, which I've, I don't think I've ever seen one before. So maybe you need to patent that. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's how it feels that you know, God um, uses? Yeah, as I, I said, I wasn't sure how to make it. Um, I was asked to make it portable yeah. and uh, you know, really wasn't quite sure how to construct it. And it just sort of suddenly came to me. So yeah. that, that was God coming to me saying, yeah, this is, this is yeah. what you can do. Yeah. Um, so if you're asked to do something and you don't think you've got the ability or the skill to do it, then God comes along and, and helps you. Um, to fulfil what it is he wants you to do. So um, don't be afraid. Yeah. You've yeah. got help. Fantastic. That's great, Brian. Thank you so much. Let's give Brian a round of applause, shall we? Brilliant. Thank you. Ross. Thank you, Brian. That's great. And, and also the important thing, of course, is that a lot of the roles in the church are, are behind the scenes and they're hidden. They're not the upfront things. And that's so, so important. Thanks, Ross. So tell us a bit about what you have got up to in the life of the church and ways you serve and volunteer. Well, I, I'm helping to lead a home group at the minute. I, I think it's probably the world's smallest home group, actually. Uh, most Wednesday nights, it's like a double date night with uh, my wife, Emma, and the uh, ball trees, Michael and Shirley. Um, you'd be very welcome to come and join us. Anyone will try not to make you feel like a gooseberry. Um, <laughs> it's great fun to be involved in that. Um, I also uh, occasionally fiddle around on the, with Song Pro there, and uh, that's a real blessing to all of you because my singing voice is so bad that to be partitioned off in the corner there is, is probably useful. Um, and then occasionally, uh, Danny, I think it's a really generous thing, uh, gives me the opportunity to, to preach, and that's a real privilege and, and a real blessing that that I enjoy as well. Um, I think probably the, the main thing I'm involved with is the communications, um, design and communications, uh, and that there, there's a, I, I suppose that then uh, is integral to a few other parts of, of church life, uh, the buildings uh, team at the minute and the uh, stewardship team, I play a sort of a minor supporting role in those areas as well because of that. So Yeah, and tell us about how you your serving has also flowed out of how your working life has changed as well. Your paid working life, as it were. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's, it's um, to be involved in a, in, in a broader range of things, it does take time. And I think it's, there is a question of, of just time management. Uh, and I, I just felt that stepping back a little bit from work um, would enable me to be more involved in, in that way. Yeah. And I, th- I think there is a danger as well of being over-involved. And at one point, I think... I was maybe also on a, a prayer team and a welcome team and another team, and I was like hogging uh, roles, which is really bad. Uh, I was also on the PCC uh, for a while, and I thought that was a really easy job, and it transpired someone had the wrong uh, email address, and I never turned up to any other meetings. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, it's difficult because everyone's so polite. No one told me. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so sorry about that if anyone was waiting. I knew operations director wouldn't let you off. Yeah, it'd be a different story now. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I mean, you actually are giving, you know, quite a lot of time, aren't you, to sort of serve the church? I mean, it varies from week to week, I guess, but, you know, that's a decision you've made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's obviously not everyone to make that decision, but I think in a smaller way, we, we, time is a finite resource, isn't it? And we can only, you know, we often say we haven't got time. I try never to say I haven't got time. I try to say I haven't made time because that's more accurate, isn't it? That we, we, choo- we choose how we spend our time and there's lots of givens. You know, our work might take a big proportion of our time or our family or whatever. But I guess within that, there are still choices about how we choose to use our time. Have there been any sort of, uh, sort of funny incidents or, or things that have uh, come up? No, I, I think I, I shared this, this this morning. I probably shouldn't have at the nine o'clock, but... Uh, well, you did, so, you know. Yeah, it's too late. Uh, I, uh, yeah, never design anything in yellow for people over 60. Uh, it's basically like using invisible ink. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> so that, uh, that didn't go down too well. This but, was the uh, first good giving guide, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Made uh, extensive use of yellow. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. my favourite colour. Yeah. Clearly not one for, uh, for church. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I think, you know, for... For me, you know, it's, it's, I think it's easy some, some ways to think with giving that it's, it's, you know, the benefit of it is more for the recipient than the giver. But actually, I, I think that's um, not necessarily the case and maybe even more so the, the other way. You know, I, I think that it's, it's interesting that Jesus likens the church to a bride. And, and I think it's something that, you know, when you invest in something and you work in something, it becomes your, your treasure and, and you love it more for that. And I think giving for me anyway has helped me to, to love the church in sort of general, which I don't think comes naturally, uh, and to love this people as a group of people. And that isn't something that's you know, certainly natural for me to do. And I think giving allows you to, uh, to, to, to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But, I, but I suppose there is giving and receiving. It's two sides of a coin. Uh, and you know, there are people, and it's only by the grace of God that you're able to get here for an hour on Sunday. And that's great. You know, people are here to receive well and, and we need that, that balance. Yeah, that's brilliant, Ross. Thank you so much. Let's give Ross a round of applause. I've lost Jim. Where's Jim gone? Oh, there you are. Brilliant. Now, we can see some of the things you're involved in very obviously up front, Jim, so tell us a bit about that, but also other things you're involved in that we might not be so aware of. Okay, well, the, um, the thing that I've been doing over the last couple of years in this respect is I've been going into the local care homes with Dave Labour and doing sing-along sessions. Um, we go up to uh, Langham Court, which is just up the top there, and we've been into uh, the Clock House at Milford, and I've gone into Whispers a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, that's mostly all come up through, really, we've been advertising it recently, the Pastoral Assistance Course. That's right, yeah. That's where it all started, because... Uh, Whilst I was on that, well, I did that a couple of years, well, a few years ago now, and uh, in conversation with Danny, um, you know, afterwards, when we were going through this, that, and the other, um, he said, you ought to use your music, which I'd never really considered up until that point. But then I did, and everything's really grown from there. Yeah. And were you always sort of doing music in church, or is that sort of a new thing? Or relatively new thing? I mean, you know, how did that come about? (laughs) Yeah. Music in church started at um, 
Hambledon, yeah. actually. Um, that guitar there that I'm playing, I bought it around about 1982, something like that, Chapels yeah. in Bond Street when I had a, a sale on. Thinking, I mean, up until then, I'd just been drumming. You know, I'm a drummer. Um, I thought if I get a, a nice guitar, I might be able to play it, but I couldn't. But it wasn't until what would have been 20-odd years later that I was with the uh, musicians at Hambledon that I started playing their guitars and realized that my guitar was very it was hard to play because it was hard to play. So yeah. I got the action yeah. guitarists. Put the, uh, the strings, action lower the strings. Yeah, lowering yeah. the strings. And then I found I could play it. Uh, yeah, and that started from there, just going in the, um, just playing in the home group, I think, and then introducing it into church. And that's kind of the way I did it here as well, yeah. sort of introducing Brilliant. it into the home group. Brilliant. And eventually, um, yeah, doing it now. So in the different ways that you serve, how would you say you can see that as serving God and serving, serving neighbour? How do you see that? Well, serving neighbour, um, going, yeah, going up to the care homes is just incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're doing the, the sing-along thing, you can see it on the people's faces and the fact they're all joining in. And um, the, I think the, the key quote one of the, the residents said today... Um, recently was oh you're a real tonic and uh, <laughs> I thought that was really good you know because yeah. um, you're kind of letting them escape just for that hour they're somewhere else and yeah. I think that's brilliant and it, that is only through what I've been doing here yeah. that wouldn't have come about otherwise fantastic have there been any amusing things that have happened in any of this well this I mentioned thing? this to you um, recently and yeah. I um, we were up at Langham Court recently and uh, we were all singing K Sarah Sarah. And there were about, um, I don't know, there's about 20 of us up there and all really singing quite loudly. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it was like one of the last songs in the, in the set. And um, as I was playing it, I was getting quite emotional. And uh, anyway, and then we finished it. I said, Oh, that was so nice. You're nearly making me cry. And Dave Labour very quickly said, Oh, it wasn't that bad, Jim. <laughs> Brilliant. Jim, thank you so much. Let's give Jim a round of applause. Fantastic. If we could just have the next couple of slides, next slide, Jesse, that'd be great. I quite like this cartoon. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its entire life believing it's stupid. So it might be, you know, as you've heard those guys say something, you might have thought, actually, I could do that. Um, that could be something I could do. Equally, you might have thought, none of that stuff really applies to me. Um, really, it's about trying to discern what it is that God has called you to do. What, what, what gifts has God given you to do? And maybe, you know, some of us are not very good at recognising our own gifts. You know, for me, the whole gift of leadership was something I didn't think I had and that, you know, other people spotted within me and I was very, a very reluctant leader to begin with. Um, there might be similar things for you. So do, if you're in home groups, use that time in home groups to uh, discuss with others and sometimes, you know, you need other people to, to tell you the things that you're good at and that you might not feel so confident about. So I want you to really use this time to think about what it means to use your time and talents. We have the next one, Jesse. This is also really, really on my heart at the moment. Uh, we, re we live in a very consumer-driven society, don't we? A very consumer-driven society. And I think the problem is, is that has spilled massively into the church. 
So it's really, really difficult sometimes to not come to church or go to an event or a conference or whatever and not sort of think of it as, a, as you going to consume something. Um, so let me just read that to you because it's a bit small. Consumer church. Church is seen as a dispenser of religious goods and services. People come to church to be fed, to have their needs met through quality programs or, and to have the professionals teach their children about God. Now, there's part of that that's good. You know, the church does exist to uh, serve and to feed from God's word. But that's not all that it's about. It's not just about come feed me. A missional church, a church that's outward looking as we want to be, is a body of people sent on mission who gather in community for worship, community encouragement and teaching from the word in addition to what they, they are self-feeding themselves throughout the week. And you will have heard me talk about this a lot. And as we approach Lent, it's even more important that we begin to really think about surrendering to God. That's the bottom line that we've been talking about today. And actually, the way that we surrender to God, it doesn't happen by accident. There has to be intention about it. And the only way I know of being intentional about surrendering to God is to actually be disciplined in the way that we live our Christian life. That we seek to meet with God every day in prayer, reading the Bible, in fellowship with others, whatever it might be. But in other words, that we actually behave as adults. Even two-year-olds actually can feed themselves. And yet, as Christians, we often remain dependent on being fed by others. And we don't grow up to be spiritual children, let alone adults, because it's that feed-me-feed-me sort of mentality of consumer Christianity. So I'd really challenge you and encourage you to think about how are you allowing God to feed you day by day so that when you come to church on a Sunday, you're not sort of desperate, not like having starved yourself all week and you come to church desperate to be fed, but actually you come to church to, re- to worship, to be in community, to serve others because actually you are not so desperate to be fed yourself. Does that make sense? Brilliant. So just as we uh, conclude, if we could have the next slide, Jesse. So what do you do next? Well, in your inbox in about three minutes, because we've got an automated system now called Church App, you'll be receiving an email with a time and talents questionnaire on it. Um, So I'd really encourage you to use that as a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool to help you to reflect and review your own giving in terms of time and talents. So it'd be really helpful if you could fill that in. It's all online. There are hard copies at the back of church if you want to do it old school. Uh, But if you can um, use it online, that would be much more helpful. Uh, Speak to Louisa, uh, who's our operations director and who does a brilliant job of uh, managing our vacancies. Uh, Speak to Claire or any of the, the staff about anything you might want to get involved in. At the back of church, if you haven't noticed already, we have what we call volunteer vacancies. And what we're trying to do is make it very transparent about what you might be volunteering for. You know, as Ross said at one time, he was on about five different um, teams. Uh, I genuinely mean it when I say, if you need to drop something because you're doing too much, then please do. What we aim to do is to be transparent in what we're asking you to do. So when you sign up for something, you're not signing up for the rest of your life. And sometimes we need to get out of the way to let someone else uh, step into that role, don't we? 
So volunteer vacancies with a clear job description, clear who you're reporting to and what's expected of you. But of course, if you want any clarification, then speak to me or Louise or any of the the other folk who oversee different areas of the, the church life. So I hope, you know, I hope this morning that we're, we're both challenged, but I don't know about you, I'm also really encouraged. It's just so awesome to hear people who have just sometimes tentatively um, have responded to God's call. And I think you've heard really clearly, and I didn't tell these guys what to say, I think you've heard really clearly that actually there's really real joy in giving. And I would love you to have the privilege of knowing the joy of giving your time and your talents. Wonderful. So you can see what next there. Fill in the questionnaire. Read the vacancies list. Prioritise time to be still. Spend some time in science with God. And then offer all you have to God. Surrender is what we've been talking about this morning. So let's just take a moment just to be quiet. There's a lot to take in as always. But if we can just be quiet for a moment and then I'll lead us in a prayer in a few moments. Father, we thank you that you are a generous God. Thank you for the generosity of sending Jesus to be our saviour. Thank you for your grace and mercy which you give so generously. Lord, thank you for the time that you've given to each one of us. What a gift it is. Thank you for the talents you've given to us and the gifts Lord, would you help us to manage them well, to be good stewards of them so that your generosity can flow through each one of us. And thank you for the joy of serving. I thank you for every single person in this room who serves you in different ways, whether it be here within church, whether it be in the workplace or the family or in different leisure activities. Lord Jesus, would you help us to do the hard work of being obedient, to do the hard work of surrendering to you, that we might be a community that reflect your love, that both welcomes in those who are broken and vulnerable and poor, but also who reaches out to them. So Lord, just help us on our journey as a church, on our journey and pilgrimage as individuals, 
as we seek you, as we seek your will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.